During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 4th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma-fucking Gettys. Let Tim host, Bless. Dude, I can't stop thinking about that Pokemon Presents yesterday. Oh, yeah? When, we got, when we got faked the fuck out. Okay. All right? I knew it was, was going to be one of a handful of things, right? Mm -hmm. Either the fake out. With uh, with uh, go walking up to red or the part where Mewtwo stomach gurgles, <laughs> mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. number of things that didn't did not happen during that Pokemon Presents stream. Yeah, yeah, what an event! I love. I, there's one of my favorite things of kind of funny is reacting to Pokemon Presents with you, bless, because there's that delirious six a.m. stuff going oh, yeah. on for us. But then also they give us the goods. You know, it is just full of the memes. It's full of just the great things to react to whether or not the announcements are that exciting there's always something you know one of, one of my favorite kind of funny live reactions that i ever watched as a fan was to i think it was a pokemon presents it was the one where they did it on stage with pokemon a lot presentation, of yeah yeah a lot of awkward music cues it was the mm -hmm. one where they announced pokemon shirts it was the one where they announced pokemon sleep oh. and i legitimately tears were streaming down my my, my eyes i was yeah. crying watching it yeah, dude. That one day I want to do a reaction of us reacting to us reacting to the Pokemon presentation because that oh, yeah. that was a moment, man. I I, oh, yeah. I only vaguely remember that because of the shirts. Because like we did have a moment where we're like those shirts do look cool. Why is it here though? Why are they making it a moment here? And also there, that was the one where there was the weird segue that made no sense that didn't go anywhere. I don't remember the movie. I think it was Godzilla. Where the guy came on stage and was just oh, like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. King of the Monsters is in theaters now. <laughs> it's doing really well. <laughs> it's like, what? Holy shit. Wow, I'm, I'm typing it right now because I got to find uh, everything announced at the Pokemon uh, presentation 2019 or 20. Mm -hmm. I forget which one. I think it, it was, was 2019. Or 2019 because that I would have been working at KF, I think, at that point. Yeah, yes. and that's when Godzilla came out. I think I have the little. Is it 2019 Pokemon press conference? This is what I'm scrolling through right now. This doesn't look right. Cause there's a the one I'm watching right now. There's a big old Pokeball that they're uh, standing in front of. I don't remember there being a Pokeball. I feel like I'm <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to find it. We'll have to, we'll have to find it later. Tim, how's your Thursday going? I feel I, I usually don't host this show with you on Thursday. That's the thing. Our weeks think? are all changed up now. The schedule's different, so it's like yeah. I now I'm on Mondays with Greg, and it's like that feels weird. And here I am on a Thursday with you. It's exciting, yeah. man. It's exciting, it's but it's different. different. Because I, I feel like you're usually my my boost of energy on the Mondays that I need. Now that we're on Thursday, I'm kind of coming down. Right, uh -huh. I don't even have coffee this morning. I'm drinking tea instead. Oh, so I'm like, oh, okay. I'm scared that I'm not going to bring the Tim Bless energy today. Nah, nah, nah. you're going to you're going to bring it, especially when we get to the post show. We're going to do a little shit list action. Like, no, that's oh, actually, when we're going to. Actually, we're not doing a shit list. We're doing a different thing. <gasps> it's, the, I, it's it's still going to be exciting, but okay. right now, Tim, there is a Twitter Twitter trend 
going on no. where people are po posting up the image of like mm -hmm. you know for each like i'll post my game of the year for the last however many years uh i did that this morning just because i was putting together khd and i was like you know what let me do something something while putting together khd as a distraction but also because i wanted to talk to you about that in the post show to see how I love far it. back you can go without, okay. without, without even looking it up Ooh, that's the damn. I don't okay. want you to look up the years. Oh man, I, uh. see, I love this. I love this because I've seen everyone doing it, and I, I was like, should I do this? And I stopped myself. I'm like, no, because I haven't looked at a single person's past like three different like see more options. I'm like, I, yep. I'm not going to continue doing this. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it, so it, it definitely it gets harder when you get into the 90s and the 80s because like, you know, the rule I kind of set for myself was like, oh, if this game wasn't in the u.s in this year right like does that really count for me you know and so it, i had to stop myself and also like point. here's the thing i have i don't know how many likes i have on my on my post it definitely is more than 50 and so with that being the case like do y'all really want to know oh, my yeah game of the i year have like 1980 i have 350 <laughs> likes on mine it's like video games haven't been been around for that long why are you doing yeah. this so stop i don't know if i'm gonna it. go I don't know if I'm going to go past like 1995. We'll yeah. see. I'm at two. I, I stopped at 2009 for now because what I'm coming to realize is that 2009 might have sucked as a, as a release year. <laughs> like, I, and this isn't this isn't to throw shade at, at uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. I feel like, like it is. Batman Arkham like Asylum might be the best game to come out in 2009. What does that say about 2009? Come on. Damn. Yo. Damn. No, that is saying shit about Batman Arkham Asylum. What the? F what is that? I'm not saying listen, shit about listen. Batman Arkham Asylum, but what does it say about that year that that's the best game? Listen, it's literally it's one of the best modern superhero games that's inspired by Metroidvania design that people still uphold today. What is this, Bless? What I'm just saying, this? if Gotham Knights was the best game to come out this year, what would that say about this year? I mean, that's oh. not the same fucking thing, <laughs> Blessing. Get to the same fucking news. I'm sick of having like this, this conversation. I don't like I don't this. Like I don't like this blessed Thursday energy. I want Monday bless back. No, man. Thursday blesses here with the hot takes. All right. 2009 sucked. All right. Uncharted uh, 2. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, the train sequence was dope, I guess. God. Well, like, come on. The best game of the year, Uncharted 2 and Batman Arkham Asylum. Is that what we're calling a dope ass year? Come on, guys. Oh my Come on! I guys. can't believe he, I can't believe this guy just said that on camera. <laughs> I like know, he can't dude. take that back. Like y'all oh, yeah. can always hold that against him. Oh, but plus man. also oh, it listen. does get really fun when you get into like the mid to two, early two thousands. That's where you're like, ooh, that is gonna be fun. I, yeah. I can't wait to get two thousand four. All I'm saying is that Uncharted two, not even a top three Naughty Dog game. Like, come on. Let's be real. We got Uncharted 4. We got yeah. Last of Us. We got yeah. Last of Us Part 2. We got Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah. Uncharted 2 is where we're going to put uh, we're gonna put this at the, as the peak of like, but we oh, didn't yeah, have any of those games yet, Bless. We didn't have any of those games yet. It was Uncharted 2. I'm just saying, if I go back to 2008, I'm probably finding way more bangers than that. Name one right now. In 2008, uh, Bio, Bioshock came out. Oh, Bellwear Solid 4. There you go. Uh, I think the, the orange box, was that 2008? I can play 2007, 2008. I think that's 2007. Nah, right, let's talk about it more in the post show. Right? For now, <laughs> I am mad. I'm fuming right now. <laughs> hold up, hold up. I'm opening up an article right now. All right, I'm on Wired. Say this for the post show. This Wired. Is some post show stuff. Best games at uh, two, the ten best games of 2009. Number ten, Flower. You're telling me Flower is the tenth best game of 2009? Awesome. Do not talk shit about Flower. Bless. Flower. Digging. Flower is amazing. Number nine, Beatles Rock Band. Yes. Yes. That's the best rock band. Listen, I'm not saying these are bad games. I'm not saying these are bad games. I'm just saying the top 10 
Yes. Keep going. Compare that. Keep going. Keep going. Fuck the news. Number eight, Chinatown Wars. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Number seven, Rhythm Heaven. Again, none of these are bad games. You're telling me these are the top ten games of that year? What does Dude, that say about that year? Time, man. The DS was popping off. GTA coming to the DS. Chinatown Wars. That was a huge deal. Yeah. I, number I, I, six. I, yeah. Number six, Uncharted. And you guys, are, you guys are getting a shit list anyway. Apparently, number six, Uncharted Two Among Thieves. All right, okay. for number six, yeah. I that's actually pretty can't great. believe it's that low. Number five, Punch Out for the Wii. Come yeah. on, great game. Yeah. If if in twenty twenty two a top five game of the year was a Punch Out, we're talking about thirteen years ago. Bless. <laughs> Look up the best games of two thousand four. All right, and come also, back to me. Two thousand four was a why is chat year. rising up against us and uh, t- uh, telling me that Beatles Rock Band is ass? That was such a great game. What are we? It was there was so much style in that there was care put into it as opposed yeah, to all the other dude. fucking keep going blast keep going. keep going number four Batman Arkham Asylum okay cool that makes sense I that that is acceptable so what are the top three oh yeah. number three Clank getting some love let's go number three New Super Mario Brothers Wii okay yeah Hell yeah cool and that was actually that one was special so I'll give it that number two Assassin's Creed two yeah all right people yeah. like Assassin's Creed two a lot uh huh. I don't, but you know, it is what it is. And then their game of the year, Left 4 Dead 2. Cool. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But like, that's a great I, year, Bless. What are you talking compare about? Compare that to any other year, though. I mean, look, I'm not saying that it's like the best year, year ever. Than I, can, I can rattle off a bunch of dope ass games in 2019 Death Stranding, Sekiro yeah. Shadows Die Twice, Star that's Wars good. Jedi Fallen Order, uh, Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds. Yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, uh, a lot of people like that Fire Emblem Three Houses game. Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch of other games. <laughs> Apex, Apex I, Legends. Apex Legends. Those are comparable years, I would say. No. Yes. Yeah, I, I would for, say they are. For given the, the understanding of a decade of difference in what video games could be. Hold on. Hold oh, on. my God. We're, ah. we're going to get into the news in a second, all right? Best games of 2008 is what I'm about to look up. Best games 2008. I wonder if Wired has another article. All right, see, we're going to go to CNN. Oh, this isn't ordered, but we'll, we'll just do it in here, right? GTA 4, banger. Already, we're starting off with bangers. Gears no, of War 2. But no, no, here's the most biased motherfucker in the entire goddamn yeah. world, dude. GTA of 4 course, shits yeah. on everything on that 2009 list. No, it no, doesn't. Yes. It simply not. doesn't, especially if we're looking back. We're able to, we're applying the same logic you are of uh-huh. 2022 logic. <laughs> If, 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 if in, not that I'm, putting, I'm putting if in 2022 putting in, a GTA game is the best game of the year. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm putting in a GTA four, not just a GTA game. But, okay, yeah. well GTA four is dope as hell. It's fine. Are you kidding me, it's Nico Bellic? Roman, you want to go golfing? Oh, not golfing. So, you want to go bowling, cousin? <laughs> GTA four is the worst modern GTA game. Yes, the worst GTA game there's since only three. two modern no, GTA there's games. Not. No, but I'm uh, talking about the th- three Vice City, San Andreas, okay, four. The, uh, I also, three? I have a poll going on in the chat, uh, Bless, which is better, GTA 4 or Batman Arkham Asylum. Right now, Arkham Asylum is winning 88% of that of that poll. Was there a gas leak in Twitch? <laughs> like, what, what happened? Why is nah, everybody dude, That's a slam dunk, dude. Yeah. No Arkham way. deserves it over GTA 4, dude. Mario Kart Wii, banger. <laughs> Little Big Planet, really good. Uh, Professor Layton, we're going to skip that. I'll God also of say War Mario Kart Wii, the worst mar- of modern Mario Kart as well. No, well, okay, no, now we're just saying things. No, we're not. Mario we're Kart not. Wii is the worst modern Mario Kart? Yeah, because yeah. Mario Karts are consistently great, and Wii controls for the Mario Kart were not great. It's not a good controlling Mario Kart. The motorcycles weren't balanced. Wow. Exactly. 
I mean, ballistic. what would you say is the worst, Bless? <laughs> I don't know, man. One of the one of the handheld ones. No, dude, the 3DS no. ones are sick as hell. What are you talking about? Mario Kart Wii was sick as hell. I fucking love Mario Kart Wii. God. All right, enough <laughs> of this. We're gonna we're gonna continue this in the post show because apparently there's a lot to dig into here. But for now, let's talk about today's stories, which include no new Nintendo Switch coming soon. Cook Media, Cock Media, Koch Media. They're changing their name uh, and more because <laughs> this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchase like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show i i just can't believe that people would go batman over gta 4 because it's a fucking excellently designed game blessing GTA 4 is also an excellently designed. Again, I like no. Batman Arkham Asylum. It's probably going to end up as my game of the year 2009 if I think about it a little bit more. Like more than GTA 4, guys? Yes. Oh, wow. A thousand times yes. Wow. Housekeeping for you. There's a new kind of funny games cast that's up today. Uh, we do a big old preview of Soul Hackers 2 and follow that up by talking about our biggest disappointments of the generation so far. That is up on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers. Fargo Brady, Guy V, and the Saboteur. Today we're brought to you by Me Undies and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's motherfucking dozen. Starting with our number one. No new Nintendo Switch hardware is coming this fiscal year. This comes from Josh Colson at The Gamer. 2022 marked five years since the launch of the Nintendo Switch. Two other versions of the console, the Switch Lite and the OLED model, have launched since then, and now many are hopeful another, more powerful model will be arriving imminently. You might want to dial back those hopes a little, as a new report claims uh, the still unconfirmed Switch Pro won't be here before the end of the current fiscal year. That's according to Bloomberg's Takashi Mochizuki. The actual report comes from Nikkei, uh, but as you can see from Mochizuki's tweet, it's currently unclear what the exact source of the new info is. Whether that news is whether the news that a more powerful Switch isn't on the horizon came from Nikkei's own reporting, uh, or if it was a quote from Nintendo president Shuntaro Furukawa, uh, Takashi Mochizuki's tweet reads like this. From Nikkei, uh, there will be no new Nintendo Switch hardware this fiscal year, which ends in March 2023. Not immediately clear whether that part of the article is from Nikkei's own reporting or what uh, Nintendo president who, uh, or the Nintendo president uh, who Nikkei interviewed for the story said. Uh, that means, and this is me back to the article, that means no Switch Pro in time for the holidays and also no new, no new hardware to align with the original uh, console's sixth anniversary, which falls in March, right before the current, end, right, right before the current fiscal year comes to an end. Tim, I feel like this isn't surprising, but it's nice to have confirmation. Well, here's the thing. I don't believe it for a second that this is confirmation of anything. I, Nintendo has said this so many times. I feel like before we got the the 2DS, before we got the OLED Switch, before we got um, the the new Nintendo uh, 3DS, whatever the fuck it was called. You get what the I'm saying. The new 3DS Nintendo, uh, whatever, something. Uh, Nintendo was like, oh, no, no, there's not going to be hardware. And then there is. So it's like, mm. I don't think that this means anything. On top of that, 
I don't take the word at all. On top of that, we don't even know if it is their word or if this is just yeah. the, the people reporting. So that's a little bit weird. Having said all that, I don't expect new Nintendo hardware then, but it, there is the Breath of the Wild factor that we keep talking about. Logically, Breath of the Wild 2 slated for spring 2023. It's been many years since the original Switch's release, right? Breath of the Wild, we've talked about it a million times, like how much better would even the original game run on some better hardware? That'd be awesome. All eyes are on part two as being even bigger and better and all that. And we want to play it as a modern game. We were wowed by Breath of the Wild 1 in 2017. We want to be wowed by Breath of the Wild in 2023, right? Yeah. So the idea of being able to play it on some beefier hardware is really exciting to most of us, I would say, right? So I'd be hopeful that if a Switch Pro, when the Switch Pro, whatever that is called, comes out, it would be close enough, if not before, the release of this game so that we can enjoy this game to the best of its ability now, right where where does all that come down for you because for me it's it's so tough because i'll uh, i don't i i'm of the mind that i don't think we'll get new nintendo hardware um before the end of the fiscal year and that's you know partly based on this but just partly based on the feels and the vibes of the whole thing it feel it doesn't feel like, like the right time right now to be getting a nintendo switch hardware revision even though i've been asking for a switch pro we just got the OLED uh, last fall. I think it makes sense to do, you know, a two-year cadence for putting out Switch hardware in that way. I do expect it in the next fiscal year, right? And so I'm thinking fall 2023, we get some Switch hardware revision. Whether that is a Switch Pro, whether that is just a 4K Switch, whether that is another Switch Lite, I think we'll get a Switch something, right? I just don't know what that thing is going to be. With that being the case, Breath of the Wild being slated for next year... I would think that you bundle those two things together. Zelda has worked so well as a game to sell and, and launch hardware with. Everybody's going to show up for Breath of the Wild 2. Um, if you have a Switch that is launched alongside Breath of the Wild 2, that means that a lot of people are going to show up for that Switch. It just makes sense. Uh, and this uh, this will be a question for both for both of you. I forget what the last update for Breath of the Wild 2 was. I know they said spring. 2023. Did they say yeah, spring? spring? So Which, that puts in that weird place. Update. My gut feels... I mean, this is just... No, nothing to back this up. My at this point, my gut says June, Breath of the Wild, and a new Switch. I I think mm. it's I think Breath of the Wild to hit spring next year. Um, whether that's April at the very beginning of the fiscal year, you know, who knows? Um, in my head, if we do get a a Switch two, I feel like it's more likely that it'll launch with uh, whatever the new Mario is. Oh, so you're thinking like we get a Mario Odyssey 2 or some yeah. kind of 3D Mario or a big Mario release? Yeah. I could still – like I could see the Zelda 2 uh, – Breath of the Wild 2 launching before the second iteration of the Switch, but then it still does get like a, a Switch 2 version when uh, the Switch coming around where it like runs better and stuff like that. But that's also just me wa selfishly wanting uh, Breath of the Wild 2 sooner rather than later. Um, but it, I don't know. For – in my gut, I still also feel like the the big software to launch with the Switch 2 will be Mario for whatever reason. I mean, I think that could make sense, right? I think you want one or the other to launch with it. You want something of that echelon. You know, yeah. Mario Kart, you're, we're not going to get the next Mario Kart because now we're in the middle of the Mario Kart DLC launches. I would think something like that could work as well. Um, but yeah, if it's not going to be Mario Kart, and if it's it, if it ends up not being Zelda, then I think it would, ha would have to end up being a 3D Mario or something that is that top-tier Nintendo game. I, I think that uh, the, the wisest bet for Nintendo would be to launch it with uh, 2D Mario. 2D Mario are the higher selling 
of the the franchises uh traditionally mario odyssey is the first of the mario game 3d mario games to really kind of blow it out of the water when it comes to to sales numbers um and having said that both the wild is an even better example of blowing it out of the water with that mm-hmm. attach rate as well um nintendo doesn't always need to launch though with that killer app to be able to sell especially with how the switch has been progressing and we'll see is it a switch 2 is it a switch pro what's that even going to look like there's a lot of questions up in the air there um at this point this conversation is it's silly because there's no predicting nintendo there's never been predicting nintendo and i think now more than ever when you add the pandemic when you add uh how little we know about nintendo's studios games what they're working on besides breath of the wild it's pretty shocking right especially now that uh xenoblade 3 is out it's like cool even some of the 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 more jrpg side of the nintendo studios is uh accounted for it's like all right cool what are all the rest of these teams working on what's ead Mm -hmm. working on what is the what's grezzo working on what's the mario kart team working on like it's been a very long time like we know what the that cart is doing the barely uprezzed ports from the mario kart tour and all that stuff but like they haven't done a game since arms right mm-hmm. where there's a, a whole bunch of developers that we haven't seen anything from since year one of the switch year two year three whatever that is we are many years into it now and again pandemic again the world's different even on top of that not just from the development side but like the supply chain issues with the switch they still can't even keep up with demand of this thing yesterday reporting on the numbers of switch sales and they're still just up 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 insanity right so my eyes are my question is when's the next nintendo direct when are we going to get some of these answers mm. see I, I for me that comes back to uh the episode of gamescast where we had on reggie Fizme and we asked about some of these games and he talked to us about how when it comes to nintendo and when it comes to green lighting new software or figuring out what the cadence is for certain titles it is hey on every console we want to have a Mario Kart, you want to have a mainline Mario, you want to have a Zelda, we want to have a Kirby or five, we want to have, like, like you go through the list of, oh yeah, like there's certain Nintendo franchises that appear on every console and we're at such a such an interesting crossroads with the Switch because of all the things you mentioned, right? Supply chain, um, I, I think I would even add in there the fact that Switch's success plus Nintendo being on their very own journey now that is so separate from what any of the other hardware manufacturers are doing, that puts it in an interesting interesting place because they don't need to compete with power. I think all of us would love more power power out of the Switch. That's my main complaint when it comes to anything, like playing Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 3 for about the hour and a half that, that I did earlier this week. I was like, man, this game seems cool, but goddamn, this, does the Switch hold this thing back from visually being what I think it, it could be? Uh, they don't, Nintendo doesn't need to push that further because they are leaving that up to Xbox and PlayStation to carry that flag. We are buying Switch hardware because we want to play Nintendo games. And yeah, like they're on their very own journey. So I could see us sitting with the Switch for a while and what that does for their library now in terms of what the next, let's say three to four years of software looks like. It's an unknown, it's an exciting time, but also a bit like, all right, well, do they just put out hardware to put out hardware? Or are we going to get Mario Odyssey 2 or crazy new ideas from these teams? Is this what finally leads us to, and this is me, I guess, just saying things now, right, to Mother 3 or Mother 4? Like, do we get the experimentation that I think a lot of us would want out of Nintendo this late in a generation? I would hope so. But also, I would hope that they, they that they do, at the same time, try and level up that power as well. Because I think for a lot of people, it's become more noticeable. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to your point about wanting the 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 
game per franchise per generation uh, talk that Reggie said to us on, on Gamescast. But mm-hmm. I do think that the Switch is it's different because this is the first time that we've had a console that represents the handheld and console side. So both the 3DS yeah. and Wii U of the, the past or keep going back and apply that logic. Um, and on top of that, there are still missing franchises. Like we still don't have a new 2D Mario game. Like we got Mario Maker that they've even, Nintendo has even said they see that as a different branch of uh mario titles so to not have one of their most successful if not eh, one of their most successful franchises or like types of games which is 2d mario on a switch system with a new entry is is wild to me especially when the even the ports of the older games have done so well like we saw with new super mario bros u Mm -hmm. um so we'll see how this all goes and and where it shakes out but the one thing that i want to keep in mind is uh the, there is no pattern when it comes to Nintendo putting out hardware and quote unquote, just because they put out the OLED last fall. That doesn't mean shit. That was just an mm. iterative um, upgrade to the, the existing hardware that has no, uh, no, no effect on what they're going to do for their next actual like step forward for hardware. Yeah. I mean, I, I think bringing up, you know, 2D Mario um, and some of the games that, you know, they've still yet to release. Put, put puts an interesting perspective because there's also not a pikmin you know like there's also i think there's still a couple of games left on the wii u that they could port over of course they got the zelda remasters and there's talks God. about metroid remasters i need them um but what the what the ways um nintendo uh is it you said xenoblade chronicles x yeah oh okay I, i'm just I, trying to think at this point they're just there simply aren't many wii u games right it is oh, the yeah. two zeldas it's xenoblade chronicles x it's uh nes remix one and two I really want Nintendo those. Land and like I, that's I, it. I know you don't really bring up NES Remix and SNES Remix a lot, but I didn't get <laughs> to play that on the Wii U. Oh, it was so great! Like I, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't own a Wii those U. Those were and only like, ever I, like things that I would demo at Target because those were always the games that were up at like for demo, and I would like play them for a second and be like, oh, this is this is all right. Never, I would watch the trailers them. and like be, be like, yo, I really want to try this out. Like this sounds really fun. I just never got the, I never had the opportunity to. So I would actually love if they if they would put those on, on Switch. Um, but to the point I was making, you know, they have Nintendo's interesting because they have these multi. I feel like a multi tiered approach to the their studios and the games that they put out. Where we were talking about this on Gamescast that went up. We we're talking about the Mario Sports games now. You know, those games feel like they're made by the B tier, the C tier, right? They put in a certain level of effort into those, and they are fine for what they are. But they're not—they're not going above and beyond with those in the way that for Mario Odyssey they go above and beyond. As a mainline Zelda, they do. Even for Xenoblade Chronicles, you know, like the fans love those because they are—they are vast, right? There's a amount of effort being put in put into these games. Um, for in the coming years, right? They're still going to keep that I think same level of tiered system. And so, like, if we get a Pikmin that is b player b tier a tier, i don't know what tier people you put pitman in but if that is b tier what are the a tiers that are left right like we're gonna get zelda breath of the wild 2 <clears throat> i imagine a mario odyssey 2 but then like what other are, are there any new a tiers that are introduced i mean yeah we're we're missing a whole bunch of the the big dogs right we're missing mm-hmm. 2d mario we're missing another 3d mario we're missing uh another 2d zelda like in the style of Link's awakening something like from grezzo or or someone else even um we're missing retro in general right like they yeah. retro has not put out a game it's so freaking long but also, man aren't they the ones that are heading metroid uh prime 4 now as well exactly yeah, yeah. like metroid prime 4 like the, the those there's some big 
heavy hitter things that are still in the we have no idea when they're coming if they're coming what that looks like yeah like it it it's exciting to me that there are so many question marks around the premier big dog nintendo studios that we just don't know what when like all that stuff and it, the answers have to at some point be here they are and they're coming tim i want to keep talking about exciting games the story number two dead by daylight studio has announced their next game, and it sounds rad as hell. This I'm pulling from Matt Kim at IGN. Dead by Daylight developer Behavior Interactive is expanding its lineup with a new game called Meet Your Maker, a first-person building and rating game where players design the levels. As announced during the Behavior Beyond livestream, the Canadian, uh, Canadian studio announced its next game to go alongside its hit horror game, Dead by Daylight. Just like the studio's PvP horror game, Meet Your Maker revolves around an asymmetrical PvP experience where players create maze-like levels called outposts that other players must then work to infiltrate. Set on a dying world, players will become the custodian, a servant to a living experiment known as the Chimera. In order for the Chimera to evolve, players uh, in order for the Chimera to evolve, players will fight for pure genetic material, which is guarded by the outposts created by other players. Outpost designs will need to outwit and kill enemy players using blocks, traps, and guards, which can be programmed with custom control paths. Or sorry, custom patrol paths. Players will then need to use their own tools and expertise to survive these user-created outposts. Tim, I watched the trailer for this. It looks like Minecraft meets Doom, and I think it looks dope as hell. It's pretty damn rad. I love that Dead by Daylight are just out there killing it. You know, like they over the last couple of years have just been building out this community. And uh, we recently were talking about um, Warframe, right? And how they have just been in the background, just kind of like amassing this giant community and, and like refining their game in this genre. And then now they're announcing Soul Frame, which is like, oh, cool. Hopefully they're going to be able to launch with the community with this different type of game. Same idea here. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny you bring up um, Warframe because uh, Soulframe is one that I'm actually really excited to come out and I'm, I want to hop into. You know, Warframe is one that I've given so many tries to over the years. So many people have been like, yo, you got to check out Warframe. Warframe is, is the shit. And I believe them. But when I boot it up, I'm like, dude, this game is so far along. It is such a commitment to try and get into this thing. I don't know if this late in the game it is for me. Soulframe being something that's going to start from the ground up, right? I can I can hop in on that ground floor and possibly grow with the community. That is something that excites me, especially coming from a developer who has learned so much from doing Warframe and has, has figured out what works for them in their development style. Uh, same here with Dead by Daylight. You know, I hop into Dead by Daylight with friends that absolutely adore playing Dead by Daylight. And I'm like, y'all, this is your game right here. I don't know if I can do this. Like, you guys are so upgraded. You guys know all the ins and outs. You know all the all the secrets, all all the, the gameplay details. And I'm coming in. I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is me. This this new game, Meet Your Maker, one, incredible title. That is a great title for this video game. Mm -hmm. But also, just in terms of setup, I, I, I often get nervous with user-generated content. I think we've seen that crash and burn plenty of times when it comes to make a level, be the dungeon master, let the players go through it. I think doing that from the ground up helps it. The times where I've tried that out or I've seen that has been a, oh yeah, this is a game that already has multiplayer or this is a game that is established. Now let's tack on this user-generated stuff to it. Doing it from the ground up, I think gives it more of a leg up, um, especially coming from a developer that has had success with asymmetrical uh, stuff mm -hmm. in the past. Um, I think it's interesting that this seems like an entirely different genre from what Dead by Daylight is. Again, Dead by Daylight is this 
uh, I think like four v one um, horror game, the Friday the Thirteenth like, where it is one person is controlling the the monster who is hunting down players, hanging them on hooks, and is trying to kill everybody. This is very much. Hey, I am making a dungeon. I am making this this building for you to try and climb through and collect resources. And I think, like in terms of co-op, it is two people can enter in, into a dungeon. You can do solo or two-player co-op. I think it's really different for them, but also sounds like it could be really cool if they put the right amount of effort into it. And from this debut trailer, I think it looks really good. Good. I want to check it out. I've even signed up for the closed beta, and so hopefully I get in to be able to check this out. Is this is uh, is this something that you think you'd get into? Would you? No, play this? no, 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 no. Not your kind this, of thing. Nah, nah, nah. Did you play Doom? Is Doom your, your shit? Doom's my shit. Yeah, Doom's okay. awesome. Gotcha. You just don't want to do the user-generated content. Yeah, user-generated content. That is not my stuff. I like designed experiences. But what if so, the what if the user-generated content, Tim, is a very well-designed experience? Then I'll then I'll hear about it. You know, because people will Kotaku. You're into Mario Maker, though, right? Yeah, I mean, well, that but that Mario Maker's a perfect example. Guess what mm. I like the most about Mario Maker? The Nintendo designed levels. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Let's hop into story number three. Multiverses season one and Morty release date have been delayed. This comes from at Multiverses on Twitter. A big thank you to everyone playing Multiverses. It's exciting to see so many players enjoying the game, and the launch of the open beta is, is just the beginning. We want to let everyone know that we are delaying the start of Season 1 and the release of Morty to a later date. We know this might be disappointing for some, and want to assure our community that we are dedicated to, to delivering new and exciting content that delights players. We'll let you know the timing as soon as we can. We appreciate your patience and enthusiasm, and look forward to unveiling Season 1 very soon. Uh, and then one thing I want to include from IGN, uh, despite being fairly new, Multiverses has reached some huge numbers for concurrent players on Steam. Last week, it surpassed games like Warframe and Destiny 2 in that arena. It's also seen a boom of players on consoles as well. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Multiverses. Hell yeah, man. Like, I, I I scroll through the TikToks often, and usually I can tell something if a game is popping off by how often I'll see posts about it on TikTok. And people are posting about multiverses nonstop. I'm seeing so many people enjoy this game. So congrats to multiverses, dude! For reals, man, they kind of did the impossible, right? Where it's like they they won the hearts of the the general masses with this thing. And it's like when it first was being leaked or talked about, like it was like a controlled leak when it first came out because it was like they let all the pro smash brothers play the game and then like kind of tease it and talk about it next thing you know we saw the character select screen and it's like what the hell is this but like we memed the hell out of it but then now it's like oh wow it's way more competent than we would have ever expected i'm still not in love with it so far but i that's because i'm such a purist and once i like how a game plays if a similar game plays different it's really hard for me to to turn my brain around on that but um i love that they're continuing to support it i love that it seems like they're going to keep adding characters and uh, keep giving the players what they are looking for from it so yeah. oh yeah yeah i'm like i'm very surprised by the success right uh and shout out to the tweet that uh bear just brought up uh was that the steam deck one where they were talking about how it's one of the most played games on steam no right i was uh they uh also had an uh update a follow-up due to the season one delay we will be extending the preseason battle pass till august 15th uh, the end oh, date okay, noted okay. in game will not change, but the battle pass will continue after August 8th through the 15th. So Perfect. just a, another little update. Uh, and yeah, people, uh, I, I saw some people in the chat also saying like it runs well on, on Steam Deck and stuff like that, too. There you go. Yeah, I'm I'm similar to you, Tim. Where I picked it up in the the beta before the current beta going on, and I did I just I didn't like how it felt. 
uh, I do want to pick it up again to see like if there's been any changes or you know now that it, the it's out to the masses if that does anything for me right having a, a larger player base to kind of go back and forth on because it seems like people are really in, in, uh, enjoying this thing but also you know being such a Smash player I'm like if a game doesn't if I'm playing a game in the same genre and it doesn't feel as great as that I'm automatically like well I could play Smash but I oh, think no. that kind of goes back to why Multiverses is killing it is it is not trapped on the Switch right like people who who are on PlayStation who are on Steam who are on Xbox I want to hop into it have the avenue to do it and it is free to play which i think has done so much for it yeah i mean free to play for this type of game is and plus being like cross-platform all that stuff yeah huge 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 for the game yeah uh tim i want to hop into story number four but before i do only people out there know that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors no one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two days more to save, pay bills, and generally feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank and a member's FDIC early access to direct deposit funds depends on the payer. Have you heard about the legendary underwear brand that's taken the podcast world by storm? Famous for their buttery soft undies and bralettes, Me Undies loves podcasts just as much as you do. It's like they're made for you and you're made for them. You're made for each other. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know I love my Me Undies because they're the most comfortable underwear I've ever had and because they have great patterns. As the king of Halloween, my candy corn pair never fails to make me smile. Everyone knows Me Undies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes, but did you know they also make other stuff? We're talking about durable, cushy socks that will make your feet sing. They even make hoodies for your dog so you can match every important person in your life. Available in sizes XS to 4XL and tons of colors and prints. Meonis has a great offer for my listeners. Any first time purchasers can get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash KindaFunny. That's MeUndies.com slash KindaFunny. Tim, it is mm-hmm. me and you on a Kind of Funny Games Daily, which means we have to talk about Ubisoft. Story number right. four. <laughs> Tencent seeks to become the single largest Ubisoft shareholder. This comes from Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. It's crazy how the Ubisoft stories chase us. It's not even Monday. It's a I Thursday, know, and they Here's- still chase us. That's the thing, man. I, like, I can't believe I missed a, a Nintendo financial report yesterday. I'm usually 10 for 10 on those things. And no, here, great. I get cool. 10 cent and Ubisoft in the same headline. Yep, let's get into it. Congratulations, Again, Tim. This is Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. Tencent is trying to become Ubisoft's single largest shareholder, overtaking that of the company's founding Guillemot family. That's according to a new Reuters report, uh, which cites a number of sources close to the company with, with knowledge of ongoing discussions. Tencent already owns around 5% of Ubisoft. Now it's seeking more. According to Reuters, Tencent has offered way above the company's current share valuation in order to sweeten the deal, around 100 euros per share, close to the company's previous best from 2018. Currently, 80% of Ubisoft shares are publicly owned. Uh, 15% are owned by the Guillemots, uh, who are the company's largest single shareholders. Tencent owns the remaining five. Uh, 
Historically, Ubisoft has resisted attempts to wrestle control of the company away from its founders. Uh, indeed, the Tencent deal was seen uh, as a way to ward off another hostile takeover bid in the style of Vivendi back in 2016. But more recently, Ubisoft has been uh, seen to have softened its stance following a bruising a couple of years where long-term boss Yves Guillemot, uh, his own future has been questioned. In May, uh, Guillemot said it would consider all acquisition offers, though had everything it needed to remain independent. Quote, we have the talent, the industrial and financial scale, and a large portfolio of powerful IPs to create massive value in the coming years. It has provided us with the plan to build strategic partnership with the biggest players in the entertainment and tech, end quote. Tim, thoughts? To the extreme, the chat says, oh, no, I'm sorry, Vivendi. Please come back. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> how is it that we're, we're there? I don't know, man. It's there's, there's so much nuance to this, and there's also just so much bitterness at this point for me in particular about this whole story where it's oh, like – Are you bitter, I, Tim? Oh, because Ubisoft, we need it. we need a shakeup, man. We need some type of direction. We need some type of like reboot of like, cool, we're going forward, and this is the plan. Because right right now, it's just it's messy and not exciting. And I just don't like that. I can't remember in recent memory a time when people were really excited for a Ubisoft project that ended up delivering. Assassin's Creed mm -hmm. Valhalla, I would say, is like the one kind of bastion there exception to that that rule um but even then it was that kind of just felt like more of the same yeah type and stuff I would say, right say the same as like far cry 6 too where i think far cry 6 was good for the people that liked it but then it was just another another far cry where right? it didn't it set exciting. the world on fire and, and when we're yeah. talking about franchises that have had you know enough entries that they uh more entries than the number in their title uh with the case like yep. far cry or had to get rid of the numbers and just move on because it started getting embarrassing if it was called assassin's creed 15 or whatever yeah. um i, I feel <laughs> like that's for enix all right yeah we're not gonna exactly. go that far yeah exactly it's like you know it's it's um I don't know. It's unfortunate every way. I feel like with all the bad stuff outside of the games, like just culture wise and all that stuff at Ubisoft, like that's all sad. And with this, it's like, you know, Tencent's just been gobbling up everybody. They have a bunch of their own set of problems with all this stuff, but yep. there needs to be some type of change at Ubisoft. Could this prove, could, if this happened, could it prove to be a positive for them? Maybe, honestly, but I don't know. I mean, but at the same time, right? Like the last time we saw a company try to slowly but surely take over them, they, you know, at face value, looks like they were shaking things up. Where's Beyond Good and Evil 2, though? You know, like we're all like when they were I like, mean, I, we're, yeah, we're a lot giving of those, things I think, was back to the creators. It's all about the creators. We are the artistes in this industry. Like that was the narrative that they tried to sell to like escape from uh, Vivendi and this takeover and stuff. And then none of that happened. They delivered on almost nothing from that uh, of that era, which was like roughly like what, 2017, 2018. I remember the mm -hmm. the E3 showcase where it's like, ah, they were so happy of like, you know, they're, you know, they're the artists again stuff like that and it's been four years and it's happening again like I, I i again i feel like if there's anything to come of it it's just going to be more stuff that's at, like at face value and i i either they're it, maybe they don't even fight it this time i don't know that's my it's, thing is i don't think so they fight weird. it this time i think at this point they're weakened enough to where it's like ah oh, man just <laughs> like well, i guess we're just gonna get bought right i think it's going to one of those things like it's it's to make a weird analogy you know, they're in such a they're they're in between a rock and a hard place with this. Where to fight off Vivendi, 
it was they did have Tencent invest, right? And that was part of what helped them. But it's like the equivalent of Spider-Man having like a villain that's powerful as hell, right? It's like, fuck, I need to figure out how to get how to defeat this villain. Oh, let me get the symbiote. <laughs> let me put yeah. on the symbiote just to fight this villain. All of a sudden, boom, you're bad Spider-Man now, and you've been taken over by Venom, right? It's kind of that thing where mm-hmm. Yeah, you let them in. Like they, 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 they already own a percentage of your company, and now, like now that you're weakened, they're just gonna go for the full thing because that's what Tencent does. Tim Gettys, kind of funny. Bless you, really fucking nailed that analogy. That was fucking art, <laughs> and I just want to let you know. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, Barrett was saying that that era of Ubisoft and um, what you know, twenty, let's just say 2017, right, around the Vivendi stuff, and then what how they were talking about their games. But to think about from 2017 to 2022, let's say the five years, right? Think about the five years leading into that 2017. Right. Compare, like, compare the output that Ubisoft had then compared to what they've had in these last five years. And granted, the world, I know there's been a lot of, like, it's a different different stakes, different situation. Uh, but I feel like there's just, that we're at an all-time low for excitement for Ubisoft projects. And yeah. oh, that is so. not a good thing at all. So, not only are they weakened from and they're, they're bad Spider-Man, they're dancing in the streets right now. Oh, yeah. uh, but it's like <laughs> it's we're 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 getting concerned. You know, it's like what 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 could they do to get us excited again? And I don't know if more projects Listen. that we all look at are like, there's no way this is gonna succeed, and then they come out and don't succeed. I don't think those are the answer. All I'm saying is next year we saw Ford. You know what you want to fight off Tencent. Yves Gumball walks out beyond good says, and evil three. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you read my mind. That's yeah, exactly where was. I was going. That's exactly where I was going. We are the Fuck artists. It. We're telling our stories beyond Good and Evil Three. Beyond Good and Evil Three is coming soon. All right, uh, you make it with us. Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> is going to have uh, his company steal artists' art, yep. and will they get make credited the game for us? Who knows? And it will have NFTs this time around. We are Listen, the we'll artists. Get, we'll we're get not Tom these Hardy corporations also. like Vivendi or uh, uh, Tencent. We are originals. Okay. Beyond Good and Evil 3, enjoy in 2053. They they would announce Beyond Good and Evil 3 because they're also making an Avatar game. So it would be like totally appropriate <laughs> to just oh announce. God. They're making way a too Star much. Wars game apparently too. God. Yeah. Honestly, that might, might be the one Ubisoft project where I'm like, oh, God, please let this come out. I really want to play the Star Wars project because like, I, don't. I, I mean, yeah. that, that studio made Division. I feel like Division is a pretty good game. I can be down for yeah. Star Wars Division. I want, I want to play that game. I want to play that game. And also, yeah. I'm curious about Avatar. Uh, again, we'll I, want to, I want to be excited for Ubisoft again. I, I have had so many great memories with Ubisoft games. Ubisoft has done so many really dope things, and I feel like it wasn't that long ago that they were doing dope stuff and doing stuff that was outside of the box and trying to be ahead of the game trying to we're joking about all the artist stuff but they really did push that they really oh, yeah they stood by that when the industry was not standing by that sure it was at this point over 10 years ago but like they did that shit you yeah. know and then the world kind of caught up to them and they now are putting out the games they are which is games as a service over and over and over and all of us are looking at it like we don't want this and they're competing with the Fortnites of the world and um, all these other companies that are finding success. I mean, even Multiverse is just Warner just fucking dropped a Smash Brothers clone and it's going great. Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's popping like, off. Meanwhile, Ubisoft put out Roller Champions. You know, God. at least Warner Brothers in the, on their game side are doing doing some good things. But goddamn that movie side, I was I was so depressed yesterday seeing this HBO Max stuff. Oh, oh. You're, depre- My, you're depressed. You're depressed yesterday. Streaming service. Wait, wait till uh, four thirty p.m. 
Eastern time today, God. dude. And they, the hits they are followed up. This is a very depressing answer. Right? They, 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 they didn't announce it, right? But it was reported HBO Max. A bunch of bullshit is happening with it. And then follow that up. Followed it up with saying, "Hey, Joker Two is coming." <laughs> Here's I know. The date. It's like, come on, man. Can I Go get a win? Blessing. I, I, I'm going to protect you on this <laughs> one because I also one. went on a rant about Joker Two yesterday after canceling all these other WB projects, and people were very upset at me. People were I, very I'm upset. People Joker were too. like, "We need a Joker Two out of all of these DC projects. Joker Do Joker we? Two is the one that like, we need." I'm not even somebody who like hates on the Joker movie. I like I I, 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 I enjoyed so watching it. I don't need another one of those. I like I, I feel like that is a one. That's like. A pure one and done right there. But a musical with Lady Gaga as Harley? I am so in. Let's go. Let's go. That that, I, that has a better chance of being good than the majority of the DCU projects that were announced. Batgirl, notwithstanding. Very excited for Batgirl. I love the comic run. It looked like it was going to be faithful. Like, the Batgirl comic run that this was adapting is up there with the Hawkeye comic run that oh. I love so much. So it's like, I, I was very, and I love Leslie. I, yeah, that would have been, I love Bad Boys for Life. What a great movie. And the directors of that were directing... <laughs> Directing Batgirl. Oh, were they? Okay, okay. Oh, I thought yeah, you just okay. randomly was, brought that up. I was really wondering the connection. I was like, all right, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm going to go watch Bad Boys for Life then. I didn't, I didn't oh, man. Oh, That's... man. Let's hop into story number five. Koch Media, Cock Media, Coke Media, Cook Media, uh, they've changed their, ni- their name to Plyon, Plyon, Plyon. This is James Bassler. Plyon. As of today, Koch Media is no more. Instead, the company will now go by a new moniker, PlayOn. The 28-year-old games publisher unveiled its new logo today, and GamesIndustry.biz spoke to managing director uh, Clemens Kundratitz uh, about the motivations and implications of the overhaul. For starters, he tells us the process originally began as a visual upgrade to modernize <laughs> Koch's look. Every time I get to Koch, I like I don't know how I'm going to say this. Bro, thing. here's the th- this is what up. Ah, I know you're not even done with the story. I am so mad at this story. This whole episode, I'm just. It started with Bless having shitty ass takes, and here we are. We're, like, oh, we're, Koch, we're cock. We're coke. I don't fucking and now, know. What we now are. we're changing it to a different name that also you don't know how to pronounce. Like just like cool play on. That's easier. But why don't you just spell it like that? Use the Y. <laughs> ah! And they tell us why they spell it like that. Actually, they have they have reasoning behind it. Uh, yeah, they quote, couldn't get the URL. I fucking know. The, but the more we thought about it, the more we wanted to go all the way, end quote, he told us. Quote, it's more impactful. It's, it's got an external statement, but it's also an internal statement to our people. We're opening this new chapter. They're part of this. We're a modern, growing, ambitious global company, and it's energizing people internally. Obviously, we want to avoid people seeing this as window dressing. The signal we're sending is that we're on a journey, and it's good to give the, it's good to give this journey a new name, new visual appearance. New is always exciting. End quote. Play on is pronounced exactly exactly as you would expect, like quote play on uh, stop, a phrase. God. Stop! Stop! <laughs> These motherfuckers have the audacity to come out here and say it's pronounced exactly as you would expect. P-L-A-I-O-N. I am going to call my fiance, Gia Harris, right now. And I'm going to give her those letters and ask yes. her how would she pronounce it. It's, it's comedy. Like, they're fucking with us, right? Gia? Please leave your no. Uh, <laughs> damn. I, I need to call damn. somebody. I need to call somebody. Who can I fucking Kevin. call? You need Kevin. to call a normie. I, Kevin wouldn't know, right? Yeah, I, I, I would call Kevin. <laughs> Kevin has that weird X factor. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Kevin, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Kevin might actually get that. 
<sighs> you didn't call somebody who who has no like relation to the games space. Somebody yeah. who doesn't check games Twitter. I'm gonna call Gia's little sister. <laughs> oh, All right. A fucking three-year-old picks up. Do you hear that? Barry? Yeah, we, we, hear. we do, we do. <laughs> no one wants to pick up and say this name. I need... We're not, we're not giving up on this bit. We're okay. not giving up on this. Who else am I going to call? It needs to be the right person. Okay, hold on. Listen, every every single person I know knows video games. I only make friends with gamers. I know. Hey, Jenna, you are live on Kind of Funny Games Daily right now. Hey, how are you? Good. I have a quick question for you, all right? If I asked you, how do you pronounce this word? P-L-A-I-O-N. P-L-A-I-O-N? Mm-hmm. Is that a word I should know? No, no, no. But how would you okay. pronounce it? I would say plyon. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. You proved my point, and you are uh, fantastic. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Uh, Bye. Oh, oh, God. Uh, just how you th- you think it'd be pronounced, Tim. Just how you think it'd be pronounced. Plyon. Just who is their marketing director? Who is the brand manager? Who is the team that decided to come down on – like, because play- I, I think plyon – Saying it out loud, good name. Why good name. would you spell totally. it that way? Yeah. <laughs> uh, to pick back up in the article, play on is pronounced exactly as you would expect. Like, play on, a phrase they hope evokes both the company's games and film business. The logo has even been designed around the universally recognized triangular symbol for play with the I.O. style to resemble a one and a zero, a little binary Easter egg to emphasize the company's digital operations. Uh. See? 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 They made it make sense. This is like this is like when you know, we we're found not going to struggle EA... anymore with Koch Media anymore. Yeah, <laughs> now and... we're going to struggle with the other one. This is like yeah. we found out that like EA's social team was literally people who like who weren't a part of EA, and it's like the same shit here where it's like people who don't aren't in gaming culture who are like yeah ones and zeros because binary and binary connects to to video games right that makes sense. Fucking nerd. And it's also the fact that like they have a game and films business. Right, like, I don't, I don't know if that works for for films as much. I guess films are digital technically, but like, I, I feel like that's a weird connection. I guess there are more game, they're more a games business than a film business. But I, I listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a brand manager. I don't work at, I don't, I don't work at Play On, and so I don't know why I care this much about it. Let's round out the Roper Report with story number six. Life is strange. Developers can't imagine going back to an episodic release model. This is Ryan Leston at IGN. Life is strange. I'm so, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so angry. <laughs> I know you've been to it. You've been through it this morning. God, man, I'm like I got lightheaded earlier. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there, Tim. All right, we got 1054. We had like six minutes left in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, story number six again. This is Ryan Leston at IGN. Uh, Life Strange True Colors was the first game in the series to be released as a full package, sidestepping the episodic release that the franchise was built on. Now the developers can't imagine going back. During an interview with Rock Paper Shotgun, senior narrative designer uh, Philip Lawrence explained why the team wanted to try something new with the Life is Strange sequel, which was still separated into, into distinct chapters, but released as a single package. Quote, I can't imagine we'd go back to the episodic model, said Lawrence. 
He continues, the reaction has been very positive. I think we were careful to keep that episodic structure uh, because that does seem to appeal to players. That's all part of the DNA of Life is Strange. As you can imagine, it was a decision that was talked about and agonized over quite a bit, but I think on reflection, it was the right uh, decision. I think from a creative point of view, it allowed us to concentrate on developing a story, getting the scripts into a great position, and then producing a game. So we didn't have that awkwardness of the episodic model where you're rushing to production on the scripted content for the first episode and then moving on to the next one. Approaching it this way is a lot more coherent and organic, I think, end quote. Whether or not we find another Life Strange game on its way remains to be seen, but even if there is, it looks as though it's unlikely to re return to the old episodic format. Um, it's funny It's funny because a couple days ago on the post show, it might have been yesterday, one of these post shows that I did with Greg, we talked about episodic structure and like, if it works, if it doesn't work, especially when it is week to week or month to month in the way that it has been in the past. One of the, one of the things we did agree on is that Life is Strange, True Colors, was perfect the way it was. You know, I, I like the episodic structure, but I also like that they didn't release it um, on a schedule. That it all just came out at one time because I think that worked yeah. for the game's benefit. Uh, I think that is like a that's a Netflix bingeable right there compared to yeah, and you can um, go go at it your own pace. I, I I think I remember saying as well uh, two days ago and. Um, but it still gives that that feeling, right? Of you yeah, can, you can end here, give it a couple days, or you can keep going however you want. Instead of you know the weird what we were talking about of like, all right, you play episode one, now you got to wait three, maybe six months for episode two. You know, yeah, like Life is Strange two suffered so so much from it, and Life is Strange True Colors the way I played it, I think I did one episode a day or maybe every couple of days, and that was such a perfect way to play that game. But then I look back at um, As Dust Falls that came out last month. And that's a game that I think would have benefited if it was week to week as opposed to all dropping at once because those cliffhangers were so strong and I think it would have benefited so much from conversation. Um, but I, I think it is it is a challenging thing to figure out game to game because, mm -hmm. you know, with different ways of releasing with game stream, uh, not game streaming, with uh, game subscriptions, all this stuff, right? Like you kind of have, I, I, I think there's the tendency to want to experiment a little bit and figure out like, all right, like, it is, are people going to stick with it? Are people going to make it to the last episode? And I get that hes hesitancy to do it that way. But I think there's something there, right? And I think there's there's fun to be had with the with the thing there. If Assets Falls was weekly, and we talked about it over the course of six weeks as opposed to one week or, like, a, a few days, I wonder how that would have changed the conversation and maybe would have brought more people in. It's pros and cons for sure. And I think that the, we're still somehow in the experimentation phase of all this because we're a decade into this kind of episodic structure for, for games dating back to the Telltale stuff, right? But um, I do think that we're going to uh, enter into a new era soon with this whole free-to-play structure and things like Game Pass and subscription services that um, they are trying to get people to subscribe month after month. But I think that Microsoft has the potential to be the first group to really nail it and to create worthwhile content where they... Because it's all about consistency and sticking to the structure. The moment that you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be monthly and then it's not monthly, you're you're, messed, you're fucked. You're, people are going to yeah. wait until it's all done. It's the same. This goes back to comic books, right? People are so excited. They start reading a, a new comic book and they're like, oh, cool. Issue two is the next month. And then issue three, oh, delayed. And then next thing you know, the sixth issue series that was supposed to be done in six months takes three years to complete. And yeah. then people don't talk about it until it comes out as a trade paperback. Then it becomes... Uh, a classic if it was that good right so i think video games need to still figure out that that cadence yeah. but it's all it all comes back to consistency which i think with the power of game pass 
they Xbox is uh, primed for being the first ones to do that correctly. Yeah, and I and I, I can't wait for it. Like one of the things I mean, Greg talked about um, was uh, what's the game coming out? We are OFK. That's another episodic game, and that's coming out on PlayStation. It has been a PlayStation state of plays in the past. I am shocked that that wasn't a hey, let's put this on PlayStation Plus extra so that more people can get into it, but then also people have a reason to keep coming back. Yep. Um, especially because that's a game that seems seemingly right now it is it is weekly, right? But I assume they have it all done. I assume that's going to be one that like they're not working on it in the moment in the way that for a lot of Telltale games that were episodic, that were month to month, they were working on those before like, episode to episode, and so you would have delays, you would have things not running as well, right? You get into that problem of uh, you know playing episode one, being excited for episode two, but then episode two gets delayed, and then you can't play on. Mm-hmm. You know, we catch that in the play on. No, anyway. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, thank you, thank you. I was like, oh, I worked so <laughs> hard on that one. I was to, he didn't want to acknowledge it. I didn't, no. I didn't want he it to go so to waste. Also, today. I just he came down. So today. The steam finally stopped bursting out of my ears <laughs> and all my other orifices. You guys don't want to know what's going on on this seat right now, <laughs> Tim. I can't wait to play the next Life is Strange game, but that is so far away. So much time before I get to play on on that one. Mm-hmm. If I want to know. Was coming out to mom drop shops today. Where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got hindsight for Switch, PC, and iOS, Turbo Golf Racing for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC, Camp Canyonwood, early access for PC, Hard West 2 for PC, Sea of Thieves Season 7 uh, for PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, Sword and Fairy Together Forever for PS4 and PS5, Descenders for mobile, Plate Up for PC, and then Vampire Survivors getting patch 0.10.0 today, nicknamed the Not One. Uh, it brings a ton of new content, two new achievements, two new characters, one new arcana, uh, a new weapon, uh, and it says here, we all like candy, right? I have no idea what that means, but what? it says it. I don't know, man. Greg, Greg copied and pasted this in here. I would have deleted that. Uh, and a bunch of tweaks and Ma- bugs. Maybe fixes. that was something Greg just put in there. You think it's like when Kevin put <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Oh, shit. Well, we all do like candy, so I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also got Wave 2 of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Let's Pass. Go. That is out now and available on hashtag Nintendo Switch. Uh, there's also been an update to Coconut Mall. Barrett, if you're able to bring this up, it's this very special evil. to me. Look at this. So, of course, Coconut Mall from Mario Kart Wii, one of the best ones, had a uh, a part of the course where the cars would drive back and forth. In the DLC, the cars would just stick, stick there. They were just frozen. And so they, they've updated them to not just drive back and forth. Even worse, they just spin out in, at random times. It's so love cool. It. I love it. I so love much. it. Hell this yeah. is Nintendo being paid. Chaos. And I love it. Hell Everyone yeah. Deep. And then this is a missed out today from yesterday. Uh, Bear, if you're able to bring up this tweet that i have linked here uh it says find love or die trying hooked on you a dead by daylight dating sim is available mm-hmm. now on steam a dead Excellent. by daylight dating sim i have no idea how i missed this one it looks delightful <laughs> Love dead it. by daylightful this looks there we oh, go man. there we go oh, we're, we're getting fun blessed on a thursday that's what happens usually me and tim together on a thursday you don't know what Woo! you're gonna get New dates for you. Tactics Ogre Reborn has been announced finally, and it's also coming to it is coming to Switch, Steam, and PS4 slash Five on November 11th. Nvidia leak, baby. It keeps coming true. Uh, Back for Blood's Children of the Worm DLC expansion will release on on August 30th, and then just 
Despots, Despos, De Plion, uh, Despots game, Dystopian Army Builder brings chaotic fights to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Switch, PC via Steam, and Epic Game Store on Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Uh, one new, de new one deal of the day for you, uh, Unrailed is free on Epic Game Store right now, if you want to get Unrailed. Now it's time. For kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and li listening later on, on uh, podcast services around the globe. Uh, Plus, it, it brings me so much joy. <laughs> how much joy Unrailed brings you. It's just, it didn't hit me until I said it out loud, and I was like, uh -huh. why do they call it that? Why do they, yeah. they put that out there into the world where I can just have fun with it, you know? Uh Kebab says Orange Box can't be best of 2008. You have to pick either TF2, Portal, or Half-Life 2, Episode 2. You can't pick all three. Well, guess what? That's three extra games then. All those are bangers. So cool. Give me three it's games. Blessings list. list. It's his rules. You know? If they I'm all come Kebab. in one package, it's one game, you know? No, uh, because then Mario All-Stars Plus World would just be the greatest video game ever. And no yeah, one would I, ever well, have. There's no Tim, debate. The year the, I, I picked Mario All-Stars the year it came out when I got to that year for my thread. Wow. Because it's my fucking list. It's my rules. Wow. And I, I guess none of these are your wrongs now that I'm looking at them. Except somebody tries to you're wrong me on my opinions. That's not a you're wrong. That's just a you disagree with me. And also GTA 4 is a masterpiece. 10 out of 10. I, uh, don't come at me about GTA 4. <laughs> <laughs> I also like Batman Arkham Asylum, but that's like it's more of a 9 out of 10. You know? That's all I'm saying. It's more okay. of a 9 out of 10. All right. Uh, and then Kebab says... <laughs> that's enough from you. Uh, 2009 is when Ratchet and Clank Future, A Crack in Time, came out. Yes, it is. Okay. And no, fuck kebabs. You. Fuck you, and... Bless. Get the hell out of well, sorry, here. I, I didn't think about Game of the Year contender cracking time. I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize, everybody. My apologies. Tomorrow's host of Kind of Funny Games Daily are me and Tim. Uh, Tim's going to be in the hosting chair, though. Uh, if you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike and Andy playing Turbo Golf Racing and Barrett checking out the new Mario Kart 8 DLC. So get hyped for that. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com. So that's Kind of Funny. Play on. No, that's kind of funny plays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, play on. <laughs>